Real Business Owners. What's up, Real Business Owners? Welcome back to another episode of the Real Business Owners Podcast. Today we've got episode 73. It's just myself, Kel Goodman, and Trevor Callie. What's up, guys? No guests today, guys. No we guests. are going to chop it up. Yep. Talk, to, talk to him a little bit about our topic today, Trev. I know this is one that you, you've you had some DMs on, and, yeah. and we want to you know kind of go in depth a little bit on yeah. it. Guys, today's topic is basically, you know, saving money creates opportunity. There's plenty of people that will send us a direct message and ask about, hey, do you know of any opportunities? Um, and one of the first questions I have is, well, have you been saving money? Right. And more often than not, people are saying no. You know, oh, mm-hmm. I've got, you know, a couple grand or whatever it is. And I think that that's why they're looking for opportunities because they don't have money. So they think that they need to find the opportunity so that they can end up having more money, right? Absolutely. And so I get why they're doing it. They're like, okay, I'm not okay with my current situation. You know, I've only got a a thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars saved up. Obviously, I have to do something different, right? Um, Which I understand the concept behind it. It's Mm -hmm. it's smart to kind of think like that and be seeking opportunity at all times, but. I think what's even smarter is being prepared for opportunities at yeah, all times. I mean, times. even going back to one of our previous episodes on pay to play, man, like, yes. I'm sorry, but like 80% of business is you, you pay to play. You it know what I mean? Money. It costs money. Yes. So you better figure out how to get some. Yeah. So what I tell people is opportunity looks for either money or a specific skill set, mm-hmm. right? You know, sometimes if you don't have money, but you're very skilled in a specific area, maybe you could partner with somebody that has money, right? right? Like, for instance, as I was talking to you prior to hopping on, a programmer has the ability to just use their skill set and start getting involved in a lot of different opportunities because they bring it value. They know how to program an app or program Mm -hmm. a CRM or program whatever it is, right? And so that individual... Uh, if, if we went to somebody and said, hey, we want to create a bookkeeping software called the Easier Accounting or Easier Bookkeeping or whatever right. it is, we could partner with somebody based upon their skill set yeah. and it would save us money. Okay, But obviously, we'd have to invest some money into it, of course, but it would save us money partnering with an individual that has a certain skill set mm-hmm. in that area so that we can save a little bit of money. They use their sweat equity, in other words, their skill set to bring value to the table, and we can partner on a deal. Mm-hmm. So again, if you have a specific skill set, maybe look for somebody that has money and partner with that individual. Offer them equity or whatever it is, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, man. And, and I've talked about this a couple times in episodes as well. Um, Man, you got to be showing some worth out of the gate, though. It's really hard to go to investors and say, hey, I need some money. I've got a really good idea. Yeah. Or I'm really good at X and I've got an idea. Okay, cool. What have you put into it so far? Okay, like where where's the value? What is the partnership agreement going to look like? Because you could get yourself into a really bad situation if you're like, bro, put up the money and you can have 50% of the company. Two years down the road, your investor partner is like, 
um, well, uh, you know, you're resentful because you're giving up half of this company. Mm-hmm. All he really did was bring some money to the table. Yeah. Like that's how things really start to fizzle and fall apart. So I would say one, like be really, really careful going into these ventures. Like, is this your baby and yeah. you just need short term capital? Yes. What kind of return are you willing to offer this guy? What's the long term stake in it? The equity wise, or is it just a loan with interest that you're going to pay back and you're going to sell him on this opportunity of, of investing into your skill set, you know, with like, what's the gain for him yeah. and how long does that yeah. look like for him? Right. And what yeah. are you putting into it so far? Yeah. Because we get guys come to us all the time. Like, Hey man, I'm really good at X and I think I could build this. And it's like, cool. Like what, what's, yeah. you know, like what, what does that do for us, man? You haven't even put $50 of your own money into this yeah. yet. You haven't even put 5,000 of your own money into this, you know? So I think that's something to be careful on when you're going out and you're seeking investor money yeah. on based on your skill set. Um, but at the same time, it is a good way to get in the door of building something on your own. If you've really good, you're the best at your skill set or one of the best, you know, to, to bring in investor money, but you know, definitely be careful on, on how you structure things out of the gate. And, and I would say investor money is kind of like a unicorn, right? It's talked about a lot, but very, very hard to, to ever get, yeah. right? Or never seen, so to speak, right? Right. Um, so, you know, I, I've had people send us a message asking for, hey, do you know of potential investors or mm-hmm. whatever it is? And I'm I like, I got Look. one yesterday. <laughs> you know, and, and usually investors want to see a track record. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of investors don't invest into startups as much as maybe they used to right. because the percentage of startups succeeding is a very, very low percentage. Right. You see smart investors want to say, okay, here's a company that has, you know, let's say, for instance, like Everbowl. We had Jeff on last mm-hmm. week. You know, he got to the point where he had, a, you know, 30 stores open just himself, but it was scalable. Right. So then they brought in investors and they say, well, we can take this nationwide and make it a franchise. Yep. That was already scaled up to a specific point and they could see the scalability. Exactly. You're tr- a lot more attractive when you're doing something when you're and you've doing got something. some things already built. Like the, Correct. the investor message I got yesterday was, hey man, I know you know people or maybe you're interested yourself, yep. but I'm opening a bar. I've already got location locked down. I already have the liquor license, which we know in Utah is really hard mm-hmm. to get. Mm-hmm. And he He's like pitching me on if he can come talk to us or if we know anybody might be interested in that opportunity. There's going to be people interested in that opportunity depending on what he's willing to do to structure the deal for the investors, right? But he's going to build resentment. Yeah. If he's like gives up too much in the beginning and then five years down the road, thinks profitable, it's kicking ass. And he's like, man, I'm giving up all this effort just to give away half my profits, right? So I feel like like a buyback clause or something in the agreement, like by year three, they can buy X amount of the equity back for X amount or whatever it is, right? And then reduce it when you're seeking those type of deals. But it is a great entry into starting your thing when you're really good at something that you do. But you better be investing into it too somehow and already have something to show that investor. Yeah, it's just hard to give, give somebody money for a concept. The fact that he has a liquor license is good. But right. again, the investor's taking all the risk. Yeah. You know, that individual's not taking any risk. Yes, they've done a couple things, but like us, we obviously want a, a decent amount for our money because we value money, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, we know what we could do with it inside of our businesses if we use that 100 grand or 200 grand to just invest in what we already know works. Yeah. So it's very difficult to take 100 or 200 grand and give it over here to a startup when we know if we invested 200 grand into our own companies, we already know the rate of return that we could get, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so um, 
Guys, I want you to understand one thing, okay? This is kind of the premise of the podcast is too many people wait for the opportunity to present itself and then they're on a mad scramble to try to find money, just like the individual that Kel talked about, right? Hey, I know you know people, I've got this, you know, I need investors. And so you need to be preparing yourself for an opportunity that you don't even see yet. Mm -hmm. There's going to be an opportunity presented to you in the next two years, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. And if you're not prepared, that opportunity will come and it'll go. And then it might be another 10 years before you're presented another opportunity. Okay. When I was uh, an, uh, an employee of Kells, you know, I drove that $3,000 Lancer piece of crap, no AC, making six figures, stashing cash because I knew that I wasn't that smart of an individual. I knew that I had a skill set in sales. Right. But so do a lot of other people. You were smart. You just weren't developed. You know, you know what I mean, bro? Yeah. Same with me, right? Like, we develop as we go. And it's, it's where we get uh, our smarts. <laughs> like, bro, you're a sharp individual. I, yeah. I hear it all the time. You know, even back then when, when you were the sales manager, like, I've seen a lot of, like, you were smart. You just weren't developed on the business side. Yeah. Yet, you know yeah. what I mean? How I guess I was looking at it was based upon you know, the accolades that I received in school, right? I'm just not smart, yeah, right? Smart, Labeled sure. as that what or whatever, right? But dude, so, you were cleaning up a lot of your past shit with yeah. the money you were stashing yeah. to prepare for opportunity that you didn't even know about. Exactly. Which is probably where you're going, right? Exactly. But, uh, but that's dude, the whole that, purpose. that's smart because a lot of people don't fucking do that. You know, so <laughs> I, well, I just knew that one, I didn't want to be in sales forever right? and have to do that to make my money for till I'm 65 yeah. years old. And so the option was to live a great lifestyle immediately on a six-figure income mm -hmm. um, and not really save a whole bunch of money and then have to be stuck doing that for a long period of time. Or option two was, you know, just eat shit for three to five years, save up a bunch of money, and then just be prepared when the opportunities start presenting themselves. Right. Um, and when I was working for Kel, the company, we had a bad year. It lost a couple hundred thousand dollars. And so I came in with money, invested my money, and that's how I became partners with Kel. Mm -hmm. Did I know two years earlier or three years earlier that that opportunity was going to be there for me? No, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah. But I was preparing myself and setting myself up the entire time for whatever presented itself that I had the opportunity to say yes because I could execute on that opportunity immediately. Right. Because I had the funds. I had the backing. Okay. You had the skill sets. So that's really what it comes down to is you guys need to be more prepared. You've got to have some sort of future vision rather mm -hmm. than just like living life and waiting for opportunity or being broke, just seeking opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity, you bring it no value if you have no money or if you have no skill set. Right. That's why you hear people that are broke will often say, well, man, I can't catch a break. I've, I've been looking for opportunities. Well, what value do you bring that opportunity? Why would it want to find you as an individual? Right. You bring it zero value. So it, that's why people that have money are always getting presented with opportunities to invest into things. Right. Because people know that they could bring it value. Me and Kel get presented opportunities all the time now. You know, we didn't have this same type of opportunities presented to us 10 years ago mm -hmm. or even five years ago. But nowadays, you know, there was an individual that flew out and talked to us about investing into one of his companies. Oh, that's right. Um, there was Everbowl, mm -hmm. you know, that we did invest into. And that was something that we kind of had in the works for a little bit. But you know, we've invested into a tech company. There's been other investments that we haven't invested in, 
Um, you know, the Amazon business that we invested in. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of different things. Hell, even one of the companies, our 60-day credit repair, that was a previous company before. Mm-hmm. But an opportunity to buy a credit repair fulfillment type process to where we understood it better came available to us. And it was $80,000 to invest into that opportunity yeah. and buy that proprietary information. If we wouldn't have been prepared or had money saved up, we wouldn't have 60-day credit repair right now. Right. Okay, That's just the truth. So you guys need to realize that you not doing anything in terms of saving money, that's a choice. Right. You're choosing to not be prepared for the opportunity, which means that you're choosing to remain the same for a long period of time. You know, there's things that everybody could be doing to earn extra money. We had Alex. He's one of the, one of our first guests on the show. He was delivering pizzas at night to try to make sure that he makes ends meet and could save a little bit of money and use that yeah. money for ad spend while he was growing what he was growing. So he literally said every tip that I got, whether it was a couple bucks or five bucks, he's like, sweet, that's five bucks more in ad spend. Right. Right. So I think that people don't save money because they don't see anything immediate that they could spend it on and create an opportunity. Right. That doesn't mean that an opportunity won't come. This individual went to deliver pizzas because every time he got handed money, he looked at it and saw what it really was in his eyes, which was the ability to flip it and make more money because he can now spend more money on ads on Facebook and grow his business a little bit quicker. Exactly. Okay? And dude, Alex was uh, is a great example too because not only was he doing extra to have extra to invest in himself to take his skill set to the next level, but he was constantly growing his skill set, right? Like that kid was all in, dude. Like yes. he's in the mortgage industry. Yes. He's posting videos on little things he's learning every day. He's studying himself. He's becoming the best underneath a different company, yeah. underneath a different shell while he's also earning extra money at night to be able to to invest into him. So when he goes to somebody, had Alex come to us and said, Hey man, I've got this thing figured out now. I've invested already, you know, 10,000 of my money into it. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm creating these leads. Here's where the money is. Here's where the conversions are. Here's where the profit is. I just need 50 more thousand dollars to blow this up. Do you guys want to be investors? That's a lot more attractive. It's just like Shark Tank, man. Exactly. You know, these guys that go on Shark Tank are like, what's your revenue? What have you put into it so far? Um, You know, what's the prototype? How many sales are you already making? You don't get to that point to be able to show those things and become attractive to investor without putting your own money and your own skill set into that. So, I mean, it's just... And and this also goes... (laughs) Well, this also goes for existing entrepreneurs as well that make good money. Right. It's true. I can't tell you how many times that I've known somebody that's made great money for a five-year period, 10-year period, and they've done really, really well for themselves. They've lived high on the hog. I mean, they're living the life that everybody would want to live. And then something happens with their business, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it was 2008 when the recession hit or whatever, okay? COVID-19. There's always things that are lurking around the corner that can come take you out. You know, Stuman calls it the force of average, you know, trying to hold you down or hold you back. Even these individuals, that's where I've I've got a lot of my lessons from is watching other people that have had success mm-hmm. and then lost success. Right. Now, when you're seeing a lot of success or some success, don't go out there and start rewarding yourself too soon in the process. Continue to save money because there may be 
another business in that same industry that you could purchase that starts hurting. Or there could be a new opportunity to break off and invest into a, a totally different industry right. as a whole. We all know the the story of seven income streams is the average millionaire or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? But um, even Ed Milet talked about what they don't say there is the average millionaire that has seven sources of income had one main source of income that they used to create other sources of right. income. So it that was he's our, the expert in. Correct. Right? You, you know, because when we go out and invest into these things, yes. like we're not experts in, it's like the richest man in Babylon. You know what I mean? We're not experts in Amazon. But we partnered no. with an expert in exactly. Amazon so we could get a return on our money. Exactly. But I don't have to be an expert in that. Now our money is making us money. We have a partnership worked out. But we wouldn't have been able to do that if we weren't experts in our field of building call center teams and accounting companies and credit repair companies. and put, We're experts at putting the puzzles and the pieces together from marketing, sales, to fulfillment, right, in our specific niches, expertise. Yeah. Yeah. And that is able to fund us these other opportunities. So that we know point. nothing about. You know, now yeah. we're going to be in a restaurant right. industry. We don't know anything about the restaurant industry. Mm. We just saw the numbers, and the numbers looked good, so we invested the money. Yeah. You know, same thing with the Amazon business. You know, same thing with the tech company that we gave a hundred grand. Yeah. You know, two years ago, too, or whatever it was. So when you guys get to that point where you want to start investing into other businesses, which are great, they're assets, they're very valuable to you. They do create those other income streams. Make sure that you're doing your due diligence that you're investing with people who are actual experts, just like the people that you want to take a chance on you and your expertise. Exactly. So if you're an expert in a specific field and you make good money in that field. Again, still eat shit for three to five years Mm -hmm. or five to 10 years. I'm telling you, it'll set you... The fact that we haven't lived up to the means of our current income in the last 10 years is the reason why we are where we are. Right. Flat out. It just is what it is. Yeah. You know, when, when there's businesses that we do business with that are struggling, we give loans to them. Yeah. You know, we just loaned a company $75,000, right? Mm-hmm. We had an, an old business partner previous reach out to us for $60,000 three months ago. Right. What did we do? We gave them $60,000. The, the, the payback was $72,000 within three months. Right. You know, that's the deal that he wanted and we agreed to it. Right. And so, opportunities continue to come to us. In some cases, it's in the form of loans. And, you know, again, but we held a, a deed to a piece of property on $60,000 loan. Yeah. You know, we're not going to just, give, <laughs> we're not just going to give out right. 60 grand and just, hey, hope mm-hmm. we get get our monthly payments back or whatever it is. Right. Obviously, we want to make sure that we have some sort of collateral or something that brings us value in terms of you know, making sure that that's a secure investment, right? right? And that's something that you guys should all be thinking of as well when you guys are talking about investing your money. But, you know, there's several things that people could be doing. If your current job only covers your bills, start doing Uber at night. Start mm-hmm. doing DoorDash at night. You right. know, get a part-time job like Alex did delivering pizzas to the point to where, let's say, you make an extra 1000 bucks a month in a year, that's $12,000 that you saved up. We talked about eating shit for three to five yeah. years. Now what? Now you're talking about 30 to 50 Gs within five years right. just sitting there. Yeah. How how could you not give up three to five years of your of your life in terms of you know having a part-time job, saving money to create a much better future? Right. Because when you do when you do have an investor ask you the question of like, great, man, that sounds great, but what are you willing to put into it? Mm-hmm. You're going to actually be able to say, well, man, my life savings is 50,000 bucks and you know, I'm willing to go all in on this. Yes. 
and they're gonna be like, cool. You put in your fifty, I'll put in my five hundred, whatever it is, five hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that needs to to get this business launched, you're still you're now a lot more attractive because you have something to say. I'm going all in as well. Yeah. Uh, not only with my skill set, but the, this hard earned money that I've that I've saved up all my life. Another thing that I would suggest as well is credit card availability. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that you have access to credit cards, even if you don't need a credit card immediately and you don't know exactly why you're getting it, because again, you haven't seen the opportunity yet, don't wait for the opportunity to come and then start preparing and then start seeking. Okay, that's the whole point. We don't know what the next opportunity that's going to be presented to us is. Right. um, But sometimes they come in a spurt, man, like they did with us. (laughs) We put 60-day credit repairs process that that we bought on a credit card. Yeah, because that company was struggling. We just dropped a bunch of money on a a couple hundred thousand bucks on the Amazon Venture, another quarter million on that uh nutra investment you know so it was like oh man like okay well let's still find a way we had some capital available to us in order to get what we needed there as well exactly so availability on credit cards is huge yeah you know if you have three or four credit cards with five to ten thousand dollar limits or whatever it may be again you could finance your way into business via credit cards it's a tool man there's companies out there that do it there's there it's called credit card stacking they actually help you get access to credit cards and you know, you get five or ten credit cards with five to ten thousand dollar limits. There's fifty to a hundred thousand dollars that you can now use to start investing into different things. In other words, your business, exactly. whatever, whatever it is that you say that you believe in. And what I have a hard time with when somebody says that they want an investor, and you know, how much have you invested? And if it's zero, so you haven't invested anything into your dreams and your goals, but you want somebody else to invest 50 grand into your dreams and your goals. Yeah. If that individual has 50 grand, they don't need that opportunity as much as you do. Mm-mm. And they're far more prepared for it. What do you think about the guys that shoot us these DMs that want to get into business, but man, they don't even not only have any savings, but they don't even have really a f- skill set, man. They've just been working as a sales guy or something for a car lot, or you know, they've been working. I don't know. Maybe they're a plumber apprentice. You know, you know what I mean. Whatever it may be, but they don't want to be a plumber. Like you know, what, what? Maybe that individual should go start a handyman business then. Yeah, because you know, if, if they're handy. Well, there's people you know? that have a dream, right? They're like, yeah. man, I have a dream of being my own boss, being my own business owner. But they really haven't gotten to the point where they've developed any skill sets yet or really had any savings. Well, I would say that they're probably not working on themselves at all. Yeah. If they start working on themselves and start focusing on self-improvement, reading books, doing the podcast thing or whatever it is, going to masterminds and events, yeah. right? Um, Adam Neese, you know, he's one of our clients. He Kel just flew back from Cleveland uh, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Cleveland for three days, and it's an individual that we know and we met inside of one of the groups, uh, the Apex group that we're a part of. But he joined that group, and he was a sales guy mm-hmm. for a payment processing company. That's right. You know, doing He's a great the, example. Doing merchant accounts. He invested a large chunk of money, and he didn't have a business. Right. He had zero business. He was just a sales rep for another company. This individual comes into this group, He's focusing on self-improvement. He's focusing on making himself more valuable because he's thinking long-term. He knows he's going to want to end up doing something for himself at one point. He has some money saved up because he's done halfway decent in in the sales game uh, in, in terms of you know providing merchant accounts for right. businesses, right? This individual comes into the group and meets another individual in the group that has similar experience of something in the credit card industry uh, or payment processing industry. What happened? 
these individuals end up starting a business together. Right. And now they do payment processing. And what I like about these guys is they're both – they've been employees and worked yes. for big companies. And yeah. they said, well, what problems can we solve in this industry, yeah. right, in order to make our business better? Yeah. And so – they, they not only created a partnership through networking, through groups, uh, which I was actually going to bring up like courses too. Like a lot of people, man, yeah. like a lot of these marketing courses and things are very, very good out there if you actually go through them, learn them, uh, become obsessed with that knowledge yes. and become an expert at them. There's a lot of good information through multiple Eddie courses. Eddie Maloof was on our podcast, exactly. Sells the Brilliant Marketer exactly. uh, program. And, and, marketing, and, and if you went through that – you can you can you start can whatever yeah. business you want right. if you're a marketer, or you can just start a marketing yeah. agency if yep. you actually get that good at it. Yeah. So that was that was where I was going to go with that guy. That's like, man, I don't really have a skill set or anything. There's so much information out there. Yes. You know, pick a course, learn it. If you become like engaged in it and obsessed with it, and you love it, and you like love learning all the little different tricks of marketing through every different angle, like, man, maybe you can create your own marketing company and, and help a lot of business owners. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me, Adam and, and Marshall are like, how can we solve problems in this industry that we know has all this shady shit yeah, going on yeah. behind the scenes? So now they've created Rate Tracker, yeah. right? So that people can see when their credit card processing companies become shady. Start to them. bumping up you know, the they percentage. Can stay, yeah. yeah, they can keep people at the rates that they were quoted for years and years to come and yeah. quit trying to hike it up on them in a shady way. Yep. Um, he actually wants to come be on the podcast here this oh, cool. winter. Yeah. Uh, I told him he'd be a great guest because he has a great example of uh, how you can actually start something by becoming an expert in something and figuring out how to solve problems in something and saving your damn money to exactly. do it. You know, he, he, he is a good example and we, I'd love to have him on the podcast. Yeah. We're clients Be, of and, each and, other. Yeah. And, 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 and figure out, dude, why the hell did you start investing into mastermind groups prior to even having a business, right. you know, and kind of get his take on it as well so that you guys could ultimately see inside of the brain of somebody else that basically has done the exact concept of what we're talking about. And we didn't even talk about him prior to coming on the podcast. He's <laughs> just true. a great example of an individual that started investing into self-improvement, wanting to be the best version of himself. And by doing so, opportunities came to him yeah. because he was developing himself. He, right. was, he was becoming an individual of value. Yeah. And then partnership happened boom now what is it i think they've been in business for a year and a half or two years yeah. now or something Dude, like they're that doing good and, and they're just, doing well yeah. they just took all their profits and reinvested into, into something into else. something else to take their business to the next exactly. level like they are still in that sacrificing period right yep. but they're yep. continuing to level up obviously they're you know creating enough income to to get by but i promise you adam is not living high on the hog because he's investing everything back, back into, into his, his baby business. because he's passionately believes in it exactly so i mean he'll be a great guest i can't wait for him to come out i think he yeah. wants to come out like november december yeah get Would out of love. that cleveland snow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we'd love to have him you know yeah. um and he's young, yeah. You know, so somebody. I think he was. I don't. I don't even know how young he is. He's got to be. He's twenty nine now. Twenty nine yeah. now. So he started investing into groups probably at like twenty six mm -hmm. or twenty seven years old. Yeah. You guys don't have to be a specific age to start taking this information and taking it to heart. Right. You know, we're telling you this information because it literally has changed our lives. It works for us. Mm -hmm. We're living proof of it. Yeah. We just basically gave you guys somebody else's example of their life. And why they're in the position that they're in, and Adam's going to be do and, and Marshall are going to be doing very well in the next three years, four years, very five well. years, right. very very well mm -hmm. um, in that industry because it's going to be very consistent because they would have built up their clientele base by that time, right? Exactly. And then at that point, they're just you know then they can start 
looking for the next opportunity, yeah, you know, exactly. and have their money continue making making money for them. Other ways for you to find more money, better credit. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that people that are broke, how much money that they ultimately spend because they're broke. Yep. You know, when you're talking about getting into a rental or, you know, a, a new car, people with bad credit, they, they it's, it's riskier. Mm-hmm. So they pay a higher percentage on their auto loans. Now, you guys even need to know that even with bad credit, you pay higher insurance rates on your vehicle or on your business or on your business and on your home. Right. All of these things, even in business, you can't even get approved for a merchant account if you have bad credit. And then you might have to have a third party processing company that might have a little bit more fees or whatever it is, process your deals for you. And then you're losing money that way. You're just a higher risk individual, man. I mean, it's like, it's just like anything. You, You want someone to invest in you, even a credit card company. Well, that's what the whole FICO score is for, is to yeah. show them what type of risk level that you're currently at. Opportunities present themselves to people with value, mm-hmm. and money presents them itself to people with value. Like, for instance, just what you talked about, Capital One or whoever is not going to give somebody with zero value, in other words, bad credit score, an opportunity to get a five or ten or twenty thousand yeah. dollar limit. They'll start you with a little one and rape you on the rates. Uh, yes, you're going to pay twenty percent interest because yeah. of because of the decisions that you've made in your life that put you in the position to pay higher rates. Mm-hmm. And so it's incredible, you know, right now everybody's refinancing their homes because right? it's 2.75% interest if you have good credit. That's exactly. prime rate, right? So if somebody's paying 4% and they had good credit 10 or 20 years ago when they financed their house, now they can refinance their home and save 1 to 1.5% on their mortgages, which is anywhere from two to 500 bucks depending on the size of their mortgage. Right. Guys, we start adding this stuff up. You know, you're talking about anywhere from two to five thousand dollars per year that you could potentially be saving just because you have better credit right. and you can refinance to lower rates. You know, it, it, there, there's several areas that you guys can one save money, and several areas where you can start making a little bit more. Right. The idea would to try to be look at both areas. I mean, Jeff even said he sold his car, he sold his house, moved in with his parents when he ended up starting Everbowl. Right. He he sacrificed the things that he had for the things that he wanted to have. Exactly. Okay. Same with Brent it's, Skinner. Same you know, with Skinner. Moved in with his many, in-laws many, or his parents, I can't remember. But. It, 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 <laughs> the, the stories are endless in terms it, of people taking a large step backwards mm-hmm. in order to tee themselves up for a launch forward. Yeah. You I mean, know? really developing new financial habits. That's really what it comes it down really to. Is. Smart we financial could do a whole habits. Episode on financial habits. Yeah. But you gotta clean shit up. If you're in the point if you're at the point in your life where you're DMing people like us saying, Man, what should I do to get in business for myself? I don't got anything, money, I don't have a skill set or whatever. Man, you need to start by developing some financial habits. Better financial habits and start developing yeah. yourself. Clean up that shit. Refinance your house. Uh, refinance your cars. Like if, if you have high interest loans because you've been a high interest or a high risk individual, yeah. you know, uh, pay down some debts, make sacrifices in order to do that so that you do look better on your credit score yeah. so you can lower your bills. Exactly. Uh, so that you can free up the money to actually save every single month. So there's a two part system to figure out where you could save money and then figure out where you can bring in a little bit more. Exactly. If you can save two to $300 a month, and then you drive Uber, DoorDash, deliver pizzas, whatever it is, get a part-time yeah. job somewhere doing something uh, that's making you an extra 500 or 1000 bucks a month and you're saving 300 or 400 a month because yeah. you cut back on expenses. 
Now you're talking about a total of $1,500 or $2,000 a month that you can start putting exactly. away in savings. And now it's fifteen grand every single year going away or right. twenty grand a year going into savings. Right. The problem is success or savings, so to speak, is very seductive, right? Mm-hmm. It seduces you into a specific comfort level to where you don't think that you have to work anymore. A lot of people will see fifteen grand or twenty grand or thirty grand in their bank account and they get relaxed. Yeah. And then they quit their part time job and they continue just doing whatever it is that they were doing now that they, they're comfortable. Right. Right. So the idea is once you have money saved up, try to look for opportunities and continue to stay uncomfortable. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you sit there and stare at a piece of paper that has a large sum of money on it, um, or what you believe is a large sum of money, whether it's 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever, it can seduce you into the fact of thinking that you can let your foot off the gas. And so the idea is to try to get rid of that money as quick as you possibly can and remain uh, doing the same things, keep the same habits, continue putting money back in the bank because sometimes the first opportunity you invest in doesn't work. Right. Let's just be real. It's true. You know, and a lot of people get paralyzed by fear after that. Yeah. You know, they just freeze up when they're talking about, you know, giving money out again. But it's just a numbers game. Half the shit you invest into will work, half the shit won't. Yeah. And you'll get smarter each time. You know, that's that, that's just the name of the game. Another way entrepreneurs could save money is better tax planning. Yeah. I would say 95% of business owners or entrepreneurs do not pay an accountant or a CPA to do a tax plan annually. Never. And it's incredible to see, you know, somebody save $40,000 on a tax plan or $20,000, hell, even five grand or 10 grand. Yeah. That's money that's yours that you're not saving because you're not planning. Yeah. The reason why you're not getting uh, opportunities presented because you're not planning for an opportunity that might present itself in three to five years. Failure to plan is planning to fail. That's exactly. really what it comes down to. And so entrepreneurs that make, uh, you know, hundred grand a year plus or whatever it is, you guys should be investing in a tax planning. And again, uh, this is not a shameless yeah. plug for easier accounting. Maybe you already have an accountant or a CPA. Talk to that individual exactly. and say, do you guys do any planning outside of just tax season? Because my guess is you just yeah, take I your wanna, shit to I want to tax plan ahead. If, ahead. They won't, if they won't give you their time to tax plan ahead, not yeah. give, but... I don't know, uh, allow you to buy their time to yeah, tax plan exactly, for you. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, that's their, their time is worth money. That's what their, their expertise is in. But at the end of the day, like, plan ahead. That's where the money is saved. You'd be surprised how many things, how much money we find by looking at someone's last year's tax return for, I don't know, 30 minutes. Well, that guy here. Even local, just personal people that, yeah, are missing that, out on deductions that, yeah, that, that don't have a business yet. That, that local guy here, we looked at his last year tax return when we were doing a tax plan for him. Yeah. We ended up amending two years previous tax returns and found him $26,000 exactly. that his previous accountant didn't take. That happens you know, all the time. Uh, homeboy, our good buddy up in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. you know, that owns the funding company, his accountant said he was going to owe like ninety. We looked at it. We got him like a hundred or a hundred and ten thousand dollars back. Right. Because guys, when you when you invest money into a business, let's say you invest a hundred grand, that means you could take a hundred grand back out of your business tax free. That's what's known as your basis, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happened is, is when he was taking money back out, his accountant didn't account. It, it yeah. counted it as income rather than him just taking the money back out that he invested, and that's why it was almost. 
$200,000 swing just by having an extra set of eyes on it. Exactly. And so that's how important it is to actually plan and have maybe multiple sets of eyes yeah. look at your shit. Yeah. Because I mean, that's even a, if you're an employee yeah. um, and you don't own a business, but maybe there's unreimbursed expenses like you bought all your own tools as a contractor mm-hmm. and you didn't deduct those yeah. things. Maybe your accountant didn't check the right box on some certain things. Like I know one time I had a, a bunch of deductions I missed out on one year because I wasn't able to carry them forward. Right. So I had to go back and amend that year to actually carry those losses forward. And it was like a difference of $8,000 tax refund, right? Because of the previous negative deductions from the year before. Exactly. So I had more deductions in income certain years, right? We, we, um, and, and we had Tony on about the R&D tax credits. Right. Finding entrepreneurs' exactly. money through the R&D tax credit. Yeah. If you guys haven't done that, I'm telling you, you guys should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's ways that you guys, whether you're, and when I say you guys, I, I mean, entrepreneurs or business owners, yeah, they could save a lot of money more so than the average individual. The average individual, again, has to make some of those sacrifices that we talked about, finding ways to save money by getting rid of some of their shit, yeah. maybe reducing their lifestyle, plus working a part-time job, Uber, DoorDash, whatever it is. Uh, that's the route for an average individual that doesn't necessarily have a business yet. Yeah. The, the route for the individual uh, that is an entrepreneur is looking looking at your taxes, right. looking at the the tax credits that you could take advantage of, and on both sides, credit score. Right on both sides. Right, you know you could save money that way. You know, I, I just had a thought of I remember um, talking to a guy. I think it was at Door to Door Con. He didn't think that he had any deductions because he was still just an employee. Right. But his wife was like selling Scentsy candles or yeah. some doTERRA or yeah. whatever on the side. And I'm yeah. like, well, dude, why aren't you doing uh, 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 not just a 1040, but, you know, 1190 or or uh, wait, what is it? The I have no idea. The business you're, return. You're but anyway, than me. Uh, the, I just blanked my mind. But the business return, have, I'm like, why, or Schedule account. C. I'm like, why aren't you yeah. doing a Schedule C for oh, all your yeah. wife's activities yeah. over here? He's like, oh, she's not really bringing anything in. I'm like, exactly, dude. You know, so for these younger guys that are mm. still working for somebody or W2'd, but maybe their wife's got something going, or maybe you're a wife working and you're the breadwinner, but your husband's got something on the side. Those are still deductions that you guys are going to be taking if you're yeah. actively, seriously working the business. Above and beyond just some hobby, you should be taking your Schedule C and yeah. putting that money back in your pocket. You know, you're missing out on thousands of dollars. I mean, you're probably uh, like this guy was like, man, we get already get a couple thousand dollars back as a tax refund. Uh, exactly, dude. You're probably leaving five or six or thousand exactly. dollars or more on the table by not taking that Schedule C. So, I mean, there's situations like that. Maybe you already have a little thing going on the side that you don't even realize you could be taking deductions. Yeah. On. So it's worth talking to experts and yeah. planning ahead. Yeah. And letting them know what the full extent of it is. Because Mm -hmm. my guess is whoever did their taxes previously didn't ask those type of questions. He should have said, look, my wife does this on the side. Is there anything that we can do here uh, in terms of helping reduce tax liability or whatever it is, right? He should have took more of a proactive approach. If If you've never had a business before... You just don't know you these don't things. You don't know, yes. You just don't know yeah, these things, exactly. man. And, and your accountant, you're in that phase where accountants, H&R Block or tax services or TurboTax, they're never going to point these things out to you and go above and beyond for you. You know, So you kind of have to take financial responsibility yeah. and do it yourself. And don't get upset when an opportunity presents itself and then you're in a mad scramble to find money and then you can't find it. Yeah, That's on you. Mm-hmm. You know, Take ownership of that. You know, There's things that you could have been doing over the last five years 
to put yourself in a better situation where you could have brought up some value. Exactly. You know, even if you couldn't invest a whole 50 grand or a whole 100 grand or whatever, maybe you could have invested 25,000. Right. You know, something and own a, at least a little piece, a little equity in in some sort of business or whatever it is. Uh, or if it's just starting your own company, you mm-hmm. know. So there's there's definitely things that you can do by accessing credit cards, by reducing your expenses, by increasing your income, by tax planning, by having better credit. I mean, we just gave you a list of like six different things that you could do to start putting money away. But I can't tell you how important it is to save, 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 save. Yep. Don't live high on the hog even if you are having a, a good year or a good last two or three years or whatever it is. Continue to eat shit. Eat shit for whatever the three to five years until it starts making good money and then eat shit even more for another three to five years. Stack cash because that cash is the cash that's going to change your life. That cash is going to be the cash that's going to create one, two, three different other income sources in case your main main thing ends up not being your main thing one day because something, something crushes it or something happens to it. So that's how the average millionaire has seven sources of income. Because they have one great source of income, and they utilize that one source to create other sources. So if you have a great source of income currently, be smart about it. Put money in the bank. Save and watch. Again, it's not going to be in maybe the next six months, but within the next six years, you're going to overhear a conversation. Somebody's going to approach you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, so-and-so's trying to sell that business, or so-and-so's looking for money, or whatever it is. Something will happen. Because it's a frequency. Money's a, a paper frequency, like Stuman mm-hmm. talked about. And when you have that paper frequency sitting there, it's going to vibrate to the point where somebody's going to talk about something, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, that frequency's trying to find my money. Mm-hmm. And then you you obviously you know create the connection at that point. Sure. So be smart. That's really what it comes down to. You know, we, we could we could talk about it, you know, for the next three hours, but yeah. I think we've made the point that we needed to make today in terms of uh, setting you guys up for, for a, a better, brighter future, even though that you don't know what that's going to look like right now. Just be prepared for it when it does present itself. Absolutely. So anywho, should I pull up a review? I, yeah. I don't think we've done that for a minute, so I'll pull up a review and I'll just read the first one that I that I see right off the bat. And y'all need to make sure that you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. We're like 40 people away uh, from having a thousand subscribers. We're big first time thousand. now. Yeah. <laughs> We're big time. <laughs> um, let's see here. Motivating. This is from EZE Rack. Um, since I've started listening to this show, I've really been motivated to get focused and succeed. Thank you guys for bringing so much value and knowledge. So, guys, make sure that uh, you know y- y- you drop us a review. We we do appreciate it more than more than you guys know. Make sure that you're you're checking us out on YouTube, kind of supporting us. And when we make a post, whether it's just a, a motivational quote or a video, make sure you guys engage with us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's awesome to see some of your guys' faces. I do click on some of the profiles and yeah. check them out. I know Kel probably does too. Yeah, you yeah. creep on people. Yeah. Um, no, you know, people that are sharing. Yeah, I mean, people that are like engaging. Yeah. Um, we bring value to their life or whatever. Like we notice that, like, you know what I mean? When they're, when they're shooting us messages or sharing our stories and, yeah. and, uh, putting that out there. I mean, we notice that we know who those people are. And I mean, that's how, that's, that's how you build relationships. That's how man. you build relationships. You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, when we run across the same name, 
you know, very often for yeah. a course of a year. You kind of get to know that individual. You poke around a little bit and become a little bit more familiar with that person. Yeah. So support the stuff that helps you. I mean, yeah, that's just exactly, exactly. So, guys, keep it real, and uh, as always, have a kick-ass day. Take care.